Hello. There we go. Thank you. In the transport, we had some technical difficulties. I still nothing. Still absolutely nothing. St uh, really? Let me know if you can hear this. I apologize for the technical difficulties. It's showing that it's lit up now, saying that it should be something. I hope. There we go. Thank you, Nathan, for the help. Let's start this over. So we've got a lot going on. There's a little something called the NFL Draft. A little something that has the entire player profiler faithful here to talk all the action, all the trades that are about to go down. Because there are a lot of rumors and we're going to cover it all on player profiler today. Third time's the charm. Setup is immaculate, Kevin. It is it's phenomenal. It absolutely blew my mind. The pod father's not quite here yet, but I'm sure it will blow his mind too. But we've got a star-studded cast. We got Cody. We got Billy. We've got Theo coming in with the pod father. We've got Jason. We've got Seth. We've got Aaron coming in. We've got Anand. It is a crew. And I am so excited to be here with each and every one of them. And I am excited to break down all of the trades that are going on right now including DeAndre Hopkins. Now, we've heard some conflicting reports on this. We've heard from Pac-Man Jones that it could be the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs within the next 24 hours. Or we have heard more confidently that the Baltimore Ravens are about to trade for DeAndre Hopkins, that the deal is done. They just have a couple of finer points with the contract and some of the compensation to deal with. But DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a Raven? Question mark. And this obviously creates even more speculation about Lamar Jackson. We all saw the SpongeBob meme that he tweeted, the one where SpongeBob's got the smiley face, the coy face. And Lamar Jackson knows something. And if DeAndre Hopkins is a Baltimore Raven, like Lamar Jackson asked for. Because remember, Lamar told the Ravens, hey, I want to be here, but you need to get me some actual help. You need to get me some weapons. I want Odell Beckham, and I want DeAndre Hopkins. Ravens responded, well, no, we can't get you both of them. We can get you one. Here's Odell. Will you sign now? Now, I don't know if Lamar Jackson is holding out until the trade is done for DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know if that is a massive part of it. But I do know that Lamar Jackson is going to be a Baltimore Raven. We've said this before, and we will say it again. No team is making an offer sheet for Lamar. We thought they would. I truly thought that it was a bluff, that the Falcons would make an offer sheet at the very least. The Colts would be in there too. But no, teams are not giving Lamar Jackson the offer sheet that he wants and part of that is they don't want the Ravens to just say, thanks for figuring out the contract for us. Thanks for all of your labor. We're just going to sign them to that. But now, with DeAndre Hopkins potentially on his way, Lamar Jackson is staying. And what an offense this is going to be. Cody is excited about it. Can hear Cody from all the way downstairs celebrating DeAndre Hopkins and the Baltimore Ravens because it's coming. But this offense, once they get DeAndre Hopkins, you can have him posted up at X. You can move Odell Beckham around. You can have him play some Z. You can have him play some slot. You can have him play some X. Same with Rashad Bateman. Once you get 
a DeAndre Hopkins with an Odell Beckham, with a Rashad Bateman, with three Pro Bowl caliber wide receivers that can play all three positions on the offense at receiver. Whoo! Look out. Look out. The Baltimore Ravens are legit and they're going to be a threat in 2023. They're going to have an actual offense, something that have we ever been able to say maybe that Super Bowl run for those four games with Joe Flacco, but really this has been the Lamar Jackson show. He has not had help. Remember and the, the Ravens didn't give Flacco too much help either. Remember the Michael Crabtree days, the Jeremy Macklin days, Steve Smith worked out, but uh, the Ravens and veterans, usually they go for these lower tier veterans but the fact that they are willing to pay up for an Odell Beckham Jr., the fact that they could be willing to make a move for DeAndre Hopkins, I'm back in on the Baltimore Ravens. I was starting to get out. I was starting to think that they were headed in a wrong direction under Eric DaCosta with the constant rumors of all these players that they're, they're not really injured. They just don't want to play. But now the Ravens are heading in the right direction. I hope they do land DeAndre Hopkins. And if they do... That's a problem for the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, as I have said, need DeAndre Hopkins more than any other team. The Bills need someone to take pressure off of Stephon Diggs. The Bills need a second viable threat. Because Gabe Davis isn't it. Gabe Davis sticks. Isaiah McKenzie, he just got cut. They bring in Deontay Hardy to replace him. And he's a fun player, but he's more of a gadget player. Khalil Shakur. I like Khalil Shakur, but that's a lot of trust to place in a fifth-round sophomore. And then there's Dawson Knox, who was fine. Touchdown machine. But the Bills, more than any other team, need a counterpart for Stephon Diggs. This is not the old NFL where you can just have one alpha receiver, and that does the trick. Now, we love it for fantasy football. Don't get me wrong. We love alphas like Stephon Diggs like Justin Jefferson, where there is no threat for targets anywhere. But that's not how you win in the NFL anymore. That's why you see CeeDee Lamb now partnered with Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup as a formidable three-wide receiver threat, but the Cowboys needed someone more reliable than Michael Gallup. Gallup's better than Gabe Davis, but it's the same principle. And if the Bills don't get a deal done on DeAndre Hopkins... I am almost certain that they'll be taking a wide receiver round one. The Bills are an interesting one because they are a good front office. They make decisions based on value. And so if an offensive tackle, if a edge rusher is there for the Buffalo Bills, then I could see them taking a one of those positions instead of a wide receiver. But I, this draft, this draft is just so unpredictable because all the top offensive tackles could be gone by then. How many of the top receivers could be gone by then? JSN is going to be gone. Jordan Addison's going to be gone. I expect Zay Flowers to be gone. Quentin Johnston, probably gone too. So there are so many juicy storylines that are coming up here in this first round and beyond. And player profiler is going to be here to cover every single second of it with truly the best coverage that you can find for the NFL draft. You cannot beat it with all 13 of us in one location all together. But if you want to hear more 
about Player Profiler? Well, there's just one person who can do that for you. Podfather, take it away. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. And one of our key missions is to make as much statistics and information and deep analysis available on playerprofiler.com for free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible. If you can't do All In, that's okay. We have a draft kit. We can just subscribe to the player rankings. Those now include tight end premium FFPC ranks. Our brand new data analysis package will blow your hair back. And of course, there's our Dynasty Deluxe and our DFS Dominator. Take a moment, check out our premium services to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. And of course, all of you watching get the show, you get the site, which is why you need the all-in package. Sign up now with promo code JACK and receive $10 off and allow us to come to Detroit next year for the draft once again up in my neck of the woods, up near Ontario, up near Canada. Whew! Player Profiler is building something special and you all get to come along for the ride. But what about the rest of the players on the block? Because there seems to be a lot of players that either aren't happy in the situation they are in, or there's a lot of players that teams are just giving up on. Chase Young from the Washington Commanders. The team did not pick up his fifth-year option, and I do understand it. It was going to be over $17 million fully guaranteed. That's a lot of money for Chase Young, who did not play well coming off the torn ACL. But $17 million a year for the Chase Young we saw as a rookie back in 2020, yeah, he's worth that. So with the commanders not picking up this fifth year option, sometimes it works out. Sometimes you get a Deron Payne. The commanders rejected his fifth year option and then just signed him to a long-term deal. The New York Giants just did it with Daniel Jones. Reject his fifth year contract or fifth year option, sign him to a long-term deal. And less fun if you're Chase Young, you could go the Josh Jacobs path where you play out the final year of your deal after the fifth year's decline. And then they franchise tag you and you're stuck. So I don't know what the future will hold for Chase Young. I don't know if he's going to be traded. I don't know who made this decision because there's a new ownership group coming in. But I don't think they're making the decisions just yet. So did Dan Snyder do this as just one final, ah, screw you. I know you're buying it, but... Yeah, we've already made the decision on this player. Or are the front office members just trying to do business as usual and just trying to make decisions based on what they've done in the past? I don't know. And I don't know where Chase Young will be playing in 2023. I don't know if it'll be the commanders. I've heard plenty of teams, or at least fans of teams, floating out trade offers. Lions fans, well, if Jeff Akuda gets traded for a fifth-round pick, well, the Lions could trade a fifth for Chase Young. A little bit different there. Chase Young 
showed his peak prowess in the NFL. Jeff Akuda has not yet. And so the value of the value is just not there. Chase Young compared to Jeff Akuda. But could it be done for a day two pick, knowing that Chase Young is going to leave next year now that he's disgruntled? And this is another thing with the Washington Commanders that mirrors the Baltimore Ravens. Chase Young, there's a lot of rumors that he wasn't taking his rehab seriously enough, that he wasn't working hard enough at it. Or if you listen to some other people, it's, well, he was playing sports when he shouldn't have, and he aggravated. He was playing pickup basketball, and he hurt himself even more. Sounds a lot like the Baltimore Ravens, where people take the situation and just apply their own thinking to it. But regardless, something's going on with Chase Young and the Washington Commanders. He could be on the move within the next 24 hours, as could Jonah Williams. Some Bengals fans floating out, well, why don't the Bengals send Jonah Williams? He'd be the instant starter at left tackle for the Washington Commanders over Charles Leno. Why don't they do that? And then we've got Chase Young with the Cincinnati Bengals. That's an upgrade there. It's a win-win. The Bengals fans are even willing to give up a pick in addition to Jonah Williams. Same draft, too. There's a lot of potential options that could play out. And there's even more options at the running back situation. Chase Young is traded. Does that mean Washington is tearing down for Oh, I mean, I think the commanders are tearing it down anyways. But I don't see them moving Terry McLaurin. I think they want to see if Sam Howell can be the guy. And if you get rid of Terry McLaurin, that's going to be impossible. It's more likely that they would move on from uh, Curtis Samuel than Scary Terry. If Hopkins doesn't go to the Bills, oh, <laughs> Scary Terry, I don't see Scary Terry getting traded. I don't I don't know if there's any other alphas. Maybe Deontay Johnson. Maybe Deontay Johnson ends up in Buffalo because they did just trade for Allen Robinson. There's some speculation that the Steelers could pay the happiness tax, get Kenny Pickett, his guy, and Jordan Addison. And we already know that the Steelers and Deontay Johnson weren't exactly seeing eye-to-eye last year in terms of a contract extension. Would not be surprised. Yeah, I think, I think Mike, that is the only trade that I could see happening for the Buffalo Bills is Deontay Johnson to the Bills, pair him with Stephon Diggs, upgrade over Gabriel Davis. But at the running back position, there are two all pros. I believe both Austin Eckler and Dalvin Cook have been an all pro pro bowlers at the very least all pro caliber talents, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler. Now Dalvin Cook will not be playing for the Vikings in 2023. That is a lock. The question remains, is he playing for someone else that trades for him or are the Vikings cutting bait and letting him go? Cause I don't know if you've noticed, but the Vikings are in a rebuild mode. They are shedding veteran contracts. They are keeping young talent. They are kind of looking to move on from Kirk Cousins. So Dalvin Cook, he's on his way out. We're just waiting to hear if that's going to be in a trade or if it's just going to be a straight up cut. The more interesting scenario is with Austin Eckler because Austin Eckler will be playing for the Chargers if he's not traded. There is not a chance in hell that the Chargers cut one of the best running backs in the NFL on a bargain bin deal at $6 million per year. But the Chargers also know that Eckler wants more money. They're not willing to give him. And he's probably going to walk 
in 2024 and play for some new team. So do you get the compensation now? Because you're not getting a high compensatory pick for Austin Eckler. He's a running back. Running backs don't fetch contracts that play into the compensatory formula. So Austin Eckler on his way out potentially, but where? And if you listen to Jill Bajol on the Player Profiler Instagram channel, you'll hear that, oh, could the Chargers make a move for Bijan Robinson? I think they'd have to move up for it to happen, but wouldn't that be spectacular? Bijan Robinson, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, just all together. Bring it to me. Final piece of trade news that could happen within the next 24 hours. Buda Baker, the Cardinals' safety is disgruntled. He does not want to be part of a rebuild. He wants a new contract, too. He wants to be one of the highest-paid safeties in the NFL, even though he already is. But he probably just saw what happened with Jalen Ramsey, where the Rams move on from him. Ramsey wasn't looking for a new contract, but then decides, well, if you're getting rid of me, I'm getting paid. I'm, I got to get mine if you're getting rid of me. So maybe that's what Buddha's looking for. Buddha's saying, look, if I'm going to play for this dumpster fire, you got to pay me. Well, you know, we're not that bad. No, you are that bad, Arizona. You are the worst team in the NFL. Even the Houston Texans, I would rather, because at least the Houston Texans have a strong offensive line. What position group do the Cardinals have? They don't. They don't. They, they have receivers now with DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore, and Hollywood Brown. But when they get rid of Hopkins, they won't. And that's all they have. They don't have an offensive line. They don't have a defensive line. They've got some linebackers. Some young... <sighs> oh, Cardinals are just a dumpster fire. But the Cardinals also kind of control the NFL draft at third overall. Because, well, the Texans control it first and foremost. But the Cardinals at three. There are so many different scenarios that could shake out. And... Speaking of the Arizona Cardinals, former general manager Steve Kime came out either today or yesterday and said that Draft Day is actually one of the most accurate movies of all time. That this is exactly what happens in a front office. This is what conversations look like behind the scenes. Now, our very own Anand Nanduri says, what are you talking about? But that's just Steve Kime. He was a bad general manager for the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are a bad team. It all fits. But what do the Cardinals do at three? What do the Texans do at two? Will Levis has come out and said, no, that's a Reddit rumor. The, Car the Panthers aren't taking me at one, or at least not that I know of. And that leaves people to believe that he could go second overall to the Houston Texans, including John McClain. And John McClain, no, not that John McClain, not the one from Die Hard, the one who is one of, if not the most respected journalist in the Houston area. And he's got the Texans going with Will Levis. So could this Tyree Wilson thing just be one big smokescreen? Could Will Levis end up going second overall? Cody's day would absolutely be made. And... Maybe Will Levis should go first overall because Bryce Young's not wearing a tie to the draft. And Bryce, what? What? You're going to go tieless, tieless on the biggest day of your life? I can't get behind it. And this is a guy who used to wear bow ties until he lost his. Well, should I go tieless for the draft tomorrow night? Should I mimic Bryce Young or should I be just a little bit more professional than Bryce Young?
I don't know. You let me know in the comments what you think. Tie, no tie. Either way, we will be suited up at the draft, waiting to see what happens, waiting to see who drafts Zay Flowers, because Flowers has shot up the board in order to be the second wide receiver drafted. Plus 100 today, he can get Zay Flowers to be second wide receiver drafted. We all know it's going to be JSN1. I think it'll be Zay 2. Jordan Addison could be there instead. Where is my tie? My tie is in my bag because I'm not at the draft right now. I'm recording a show in the studio. I agree with Disco Stew. It's got to be the tie. It's got to be the tie. You know, if I'm suited up, I'm not going open collar. I'm not going with like Bryce Young. No, we are going professional. Thank you, Applied Literature. It is decided. We're going with the tie. That was what I was going to do anyways. If you had told me to ditch the tie, I would have been a little bit upset. But no, we're going with the tie. We're going to be all suited up tomorrow, bringing you all of these picks and looking better than Bryce Young while doing it. Good news on Hendon Hooker. He is dropping back. He is taking his three-step drops now, finally, which is great news. I'm sure teams will be thrilled to hear that. Teams will be very, very excited to see that Hendon Hooker is already at this point in his rehab. Makes me excited. What's up, Space Monkey Mafia? Happy to have you on the show. Always a pleasure when you can tune in. Being a while, happy to have you back. Lions will be rostering Will Anderson. Well, that's what I had last night in my mock draft. Will Anderson, With I had the Texans going with Tyree at two. Of course, Bryce Young at one. At three, I had the Raiders trading up for Anthony Richardson. But if the Cardinals stay, they will take Paris Johnson. At least I believe. There's rumors they could take Devon Witherspoon too, but it's going to be Paris which would mean at four, the Colts take Will Levis. And at five, that is the decision point. Do the Seahawks take Jalen Carter? Or do they break Lions hearts and take Will Anderson? Or do they take CJ Stroud, who could still be on the board? Truly, truly, this NFL draft might be the most unpredictable first round that we have seen in ages. Almost as unpredictable as Aaron Rodgers. But finally, we do have just a smidge of predictability. We have some semblance of an idea of what is happening with Aaron Rodgers. Now, there are still many, many questions, but we know that Aaron Rodgers will be playing for the Jets in 2023. The trade has gone through. We know that Aaron Rodgers will be practicing with the Jets tomorrow, which I find it odd that they're having practices on the day of the draft. I feel as though, I don't know, coaches, I guess not every coach is in the war room, but it feels weird. But either way, Aaron Rodgers will be at practice tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers will be the Jets quarterback in 2024. He has said that he's not going to step away, that he views this as a commitment to the New York Jets. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be their quarterback for 2023, for 2024, and possibly beyond. Where do you feel Gibbs will go, Jack? Cowboys and the Bengals are the two names I keep hearing in regards to Jameer Gibbs. If he ends up going first round, which a lot of people think he will. There's also some rumblings that the Miami Dolphins could trade back into the first round in order to get Jameer Gibbs. You know, they don't have a first round pick because of the tampering situation, but 
Dolphins love Jimmy or Gibbs. Will there be a live player profiler draft party tomorrow? Tomorrow, Yes, there will, Space Monkey Mafia. We will be coming to you live from the content house. Well, I won't be because I will be live from Radio Row. Not Radio Row, live from the draft. I will be at the draft, boots on the ground. It's going to be me. It's going to be Jason Allwine. It's going to be Seth Dywald. It's going to be Theo Greminger. And it's going to be Anand Nanduri. Anand going to be showing us all the ropes because he's done this before. This is a new experience for the rest of us. And I am just so, so blessed to be taking part of this. But make sure you are tuning into the YouTube channel tomorrow night and on Friday night and even on Sunday afternoon because Player Profiler is going to be bringing you all of the breaking news, all of the action, all of the information on the guys in Cody's. Have you read it yet? Have you read the rookie guide? It is the must read piece of information for draft season. And I'm sure you've all seen it, but just in case, let's give you another little sneak peek. Oh, I'm wearing Cody's hat in honor of Cody Carpentier. He has finished the rookie guide. It is a masterpiece. The best rookie guide you will read that combines both real NFL draft analysis and fantasy analysis. This guy goes deep. I mean, do you know who Tyon Evans is? This man wrote up and ranked 40 running backs, 40 wide receivers, 15 quarterbacks, and 23 tight ends. 23 tight ends? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We've got fantasy rookie draft cheat sheets for super flex and single quarterback to go along with these write-ups that include analytics player comps and play style player comps. All the stats you need, the analysis you need to understand what kind of impact these guys are going to have in the NFL and for your fantasy team. So go to playerprofiler.com, go to any player page, go to the NFL draft section and click the button to get the rookie guide. It's just 10 bucks. That's it. That's all. It's not the most expensive, but it is the best. Well, who's that? Oh, we did it! He made it. He made it. The bus is here. The Podfather is here in Kansas City. Look at this guy. Look at his mustache. (laughs) This is great. Oh, man. I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy. You're all going to love all the content that we've got coming to you. Next couple days, we got more shows tonight. The microphone, this yes. is so cool. It's all in person. I can't wait, man. That pick is in.